ParentingMontana.org. Stress. Now is the right time. Children, teens, and adults experience stress. Stress can be a positive force giving extra energy when needed, but your response to stress can also have negative effects causing family arguments, preventing children or teens from taking important and necessary risks, and even creating physical symptoms like headaches and stomach aches. As a parent or someone in a parenting role, you play an essential role in your child or teen's success. Helping your child or teen learn to manage stress is another important skill they will use throughout their life. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 are in the process of learning to manage their strong feelings, understanding the increased expectations of them at home, growing friendships, and attempting to meet academic performance standards. All these new experiences can cause stress, and this stress is normal, but how they learn to deal with it can advance their development or harm their development, and your support and guidance matter greatly. According to a recent national survey of U.S. children ages 6 to 12, 79% said that they worry. Children and teens care about what and who they encounter day to day and also are affected by larger news stories and global events that could impact their lives. In addition to the normal stresses that children and teens face, there is another level of intense stress that can impede a child or teen's brain development and is particularly concerning called adverse childhood experiences. These experiences might come from family members who are dealing with substance use disorders, mental illness, or domestic violence. Exceptional childhood stress can be experienced by any child or teen who experiences physical or emotional neglect or abuse. You might consider whether you, yourself, endured an adverse experience as a child or teen. Many parents have. Your own experience can cause greater anxiety in your parenting as emotional memories are triggered through everyday normal developmental challenges your child or teen presents to you. As you attempt to parent in new ways from your own upbringing, these challenges arise and require your attention. If you learn your own set of coping strategies and plan and practice new strategies, you can manage even your toughest moments with self-compassion while teaching your child or teen vital skills. There are resources listed at the end of this tool to address these more intense forms of stress, adverse childhood experiences. This can be debilitating and require help and support outside of the family. The following steps will prepare you to help your child or teen through the kinds of stressors many commonly face. The steps include specific practical strategies along with effective conversation starters. The following steps will prepare you to help your child or teen through the kind of stressors many commonly face. The steps include specific practical strategies along with effective conversation starters to guide you in helping your child or teen manage stress in ways that build up their resilience and skills for self-management. Why stress? Whether it's your 11-year-old throwing their pencil across the room at homework time when they cannot figure out a problem, or your 14-year-old staying up late worrying about why classmates have been staring at them. Stress and how to deal with it can become a daily challenge if you don't create plans and strategies for dealing with it. Today in the short term, teaching skills to manage stress can create a sense of confidence that you can help your child or teen regain calm and focus. It can create greater opportunities for connection, cooperation, and enjoyment. It can create trust in each other that you have the competence to manage your big feelings. It can create added peace of mind. Tomorrow in the long term, your child or teen builds skills in self-awareness. Your child or teen builds skills in self-control and managing emotions. Your child or teen develops independence, life skills competence, and self-sufficiency. Five steps for managing stress. This five-step process helps you and your child or teen manage stress. It also builds important skills in them. The same process can be used to address other parenting issues as well. Learn more about the process. Here is a tip. These steps are done best when you and your child or teen are not tired or in a rush. Here is a tip. Intentional communication and a healthy parenting relationship support these steps. Step one, get your child or teen thinking by getting their input. You can get your teen thinking about ways to manage stress by asking open-ended questions. You'll help prompt their thinking. You'll also begin to better understand their thoughts, feelings, and challenges related to stress. 
and gaining input, your child or teen has the opportunity to become more aware of how they are thinking and feeling and understands when the cause of that upset is stress-related. Your child or teen can think through and problem-solve through any challenges they may encounter ahead of time. Actions. Engage your child or teen in a conversation to understand their thoughts and feelings. What does it mean when you say you're stressed? What are some things that stress you out? What are ways to manage your stress now? Remember, what makes a parent feel stressed can differ greatly from what stresses a child or teen. Listen closely to what is most concerning to your child or teen without projecting your own thoughts, concerns, and feelings. Practice actively listening to their thoughts, feelings, and worries. It's easy to skip to problem solving when your child or teen is upset. The best way to find out whether or not they are stressed is by offering a safe space for them to talk about their upset without fearing judgment. Paraphrase. Paraphrase what your child or teen say. Paraphrasing is echoing back to a person a summary of what they've said to check how accurate your listening is and also to confirm to the speaker that you have heard them. A conversation might go something like this. Child or teen, I have a huge class project coming up and I know I'm going to get a bad grade. I just don't have the time to get it right. Parenting modeling paraphrasing. So there's a huge project coming up and you don't think you can get it the way you want it. If you hear a subtext of feeling, as in this example, you can also reflect back to the feeling implied. Parent reflecting feeling. I get the sense you are really worried about it. Is that right? Explore the mind-body connection. In calmer moments with your child or teen, ask, how does your body feel when you are stressed? How does your body feel now? What are the first telltale signs? What's the first telltale sign that you are getting stressed? See how descriptively they can list their physical signs of well-being. Every person's physical experience will be different. Find out how your child or teen feels and make the connection between those symptoms and the normal feelings they are having. Think about challenges and your response. Consider questions like, what happens during those times when my child or teen is particularly stressed? How do my current actions or responses challenge each of us? For example, when my teen is stressed about schoolwork, they usually snap at me. I get annoyed immediately, and the situation escalates. Instead, try saying, I notice you seem short with me, and I'm wondering what else is going on. Step 2. Teach new skills by interactive modeling. Because stress is such an integral experience in daily life, you may not consider how it can influence every aspect of your day. Learning about what developmental milestones your child or teen is working on can help you know when their age might be contributing to their stress. 11-year-olds are growing their social awareness, and their worries might increase about being liked and who's in and who's out. 12-year-olds may be preoccupied by disturbing news and social issues more than ever with their growing social awareness. They may find themselves more run down by stress dealing with social, academic, and extracurricular pressures. 13-year-olds can have worries related to their newly acquired body changes with puberty. They can be highly sensitive as they work to define their independent identity while still being dependent upon you. 14-year-olds will have crushes, broken hearts, and worries related to the world of relationships. They may enjoy academic challenges until they feel unprepared and then become stressed that they are not competent. Teaching is different than just telling. Teaching builds basic skills, grows problem-solving abilities, and sets your child or teen up for success. Teaching also involves modeling and practicing the positive behaviors you want to see, promoting skills, and preventing problems. Actions. Model for yourself and your child or teen will notice and learn. Here are some ways that you can deal with your own stress. Get exercise and fresh air. Getting active in any way, whether it's joining a workout class or gardening, can help relieve stress. Practice deep breathing daily. Use the smell of your morning coffee or tea to remind you to start your day taking some deep breaths from your core. Try and make a routine of taking 5 to 10 deep breaths to help you begin the morning calm and focused. If you are into stressful situations during the day, remember to breathe deeply in the midst of the chaos to help you better cope with it. Create quiet time. Busy schedules with children and teens are inevitable. However, everyone needs quiet, unscheduled time to refuel. Say no to social commitments when it's just too much. In addition to guarding your child or teen's quiet time, be certain to carve out your own. Set a goal for daily connection. Touch can deepen intimacy in any relationship, creating safety, trust, and a sense of well-being. 
It offers health benefits as well. A study found that those who hugged more were more resistant to colds and other stress-included illnesses. Notice, name, and accept your feelings. You as a leader of your household can get in the habit of reassuring family members, I'm fine, even when you are not so fine. Yet it is important to model emotional intelligence if your child or teen is to learn to manage their feelings. So notice what you are honestly feeling and name it. I'm tired and cranky this afternoon. Accepting those feelings instead of fighting them can be a relief. And then, if you want to change what you are feeling, you can take action towards change. Stay on your own mat. This is an expression from yoga. It means taking responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings and behaviors and not trying to control your child or teen's feelings. Ask yourself, what is my child or teen developmentally ready to try? Allow for healthy risks. Realize it will not be done perfectly or at times in the ways you expect, but you can trust your child or teen's ability to solve their own problems with your loving support. Learn together. You've learned what your child or teen's physical signs of stress tend to be, and hopefully you've reflected on your own as well. Now, understanding how your brain, for adults and children and teens, operates when feeling anxiety is critical in shaping your responses and offering support for your child or teen. Anytime you are emotionally shaken from fear, anxiety, anger, or hurt, you are functioning from the part of your brain that developed first, the primal brain. During these intense feelings, there is a chemical that washes over the rest of your brain that cuts off access so that your only functioning abilities are in your survival center. This hijacking of your brain, as Daniel Goleman, author of Emotional Intelligence, refers to it, serves a critical role. In true survival circumstances, you are able to focus on fighting, fleeing, or freezing. If you are being hunted by a tiger, your mind focuses immediately on running away. Your body surges with adrenaline, a hormone, that gives you an extra boost of energy. High anxiety can quite literally paralyze thinking. Effective problem solving requires logic, language, and creativity, though none can be well utilized when greatly upset. But in family life, fighting with words, actions, or fleeing out of the door is often not constructive, safe, or practical. Creating a plan, as you will be guided below, and practicing it can prepare children and teens and adults to manage stress during a crisis, big or small. Fears typically relate to something in your life or future that is unknown, so close the gap a bit by learning more about the issue at hand. Is your child or teen worried about getting sick? Do some research together on ways to prevent getting sick. This will help provide more facts and may alleviate some of their concerns. When you get more information and learn more about the issue, you as a parent can pinpoint exactly what's causing the anxiety. Then, when your child or teen learns more, that information can often lessen the worry or at times eliminate it altogether. Brainstorm coping strategies. There are numerous coping strategies you and your child or teen can use depending on what feels right. But when you are really anxious and upset, it can be difficult to recall what will make you feel better. That's why brainstorming a list, writing it down, and keeping it at the ready can come in handy when they really need it. Here are some ideas from Janine Holleron, the author of Coping Skills for Kids. Imagine your favorite place. Take a walk. Get a drink of water. Take deep breaths. Count to 50. Draw. Color. Or build something. Help your child or teen develop positive association with stress. When they start to feel stress in their bodies, they could say, this is my body's way of getting me ready for the challenge. Work on your family feelings vocabulary. Yes, at times, parents and those in a parenting role become a feelings detective. If your child or teen shuts down and refuses to tell you what's going on, you have to dig for clues. Children and teens take longer to develop their feelings vocabulary. That's because they hear feelings expressed in daily conversations much less frequently than thoughts or other expressions. In fact, it's necessary to be able to identify feelings to become more self-aware and successfully manage them. Create a chill zone. During a time without pressures, design a chill zone or place where your child or teen decides they would like to go when upset to feel better. Maybe their chill zone is a beanbag chair in their room or the couch in the family room. Then think through together what items you might place there to help them calm down. Design a plan. When you've learned about what happens in your brain and body when stress or fear takes over, you know you need a plan at the ready so you don't have to think in that moment. 
teach your child or teen how to stop rumination. If you catch your child or teen uttering the same upsetting story more than once, then their mind has hopped onto the hamster wheel of rumination. In these times, it can be difficult to let go. Talk to them about the fact that reviewing the same concerns over and again will not help them resolve the issue, but talking about them might help. Calming down might help, and learning more might help. Setting a positive goal for change will help. Practice what you can do when you feel you are thinking through the same upsetting thoughts. When you notice the same upset running through their mind, teach your child to say, stop, out loud. Then ask your child to try out one of their coping strategies to help them feel better and let go of those nagging thoughts. Create a family gratitude ritual. People get plenty of negative messages each day through the news, performance reviews at school or work, and through challenges with family and friends. It's easy and often feels more acceptable to complain than to appreciate. Balance out your daily ratio of negative to positive messages by looking for the good in your life and articulating it. Model it and involve your child or teen. This is the best antidote to a sense of entitlement or taking your good life for granted while wanting more and more stuff. Psychologists have done research on gratefulness and found that it increases people's health, sense of well-being, and their ability to get more and better sleep at night. Here is a tip. Deep breathing is not just a nice thing to do. It actually decreases the chemical that has flowed over your brain and allows you to regain access to your creativity, language, and logic rather than staying stuck in your primal brain. Practicing deep breathing with your child or teen can offer them a powerful tool to use anytime, anywhere they feel overcome with anxiety. Here is a trap to avoid. Though at times it can feel like it, there are no bad feelings. All feelings have a positive intention. In fact, every feeling you have is a vital message quickly interpreting what's happening around you. Because feelings are merely that, an instant interpretation, you always have the opportunity to reinterpret your circumstances and particularly your response to your feelings. Step 3. Practice to grow skills and develop habits. Practice can take the form of cooperatively completing a task together or trying out a task with you as a coach and ready support. Practice is necessary in order for children and teens to internalize new skills. Practice makes vital new brain connections that strengthen each time they perform the new action. Actions. Use I'd love to see statements. When a child or teen learns a new ability, they are eager to show it off. Give them that chance. Say, I'd love to see how you are able to find your feet right now. This can be used when you observe their stress mounting. Recognize effort by using I notice statements, like I notice how you took some deep breaths when you got frustrated. That's excellent. Include reflecting on the day in your bedtime routine. You could ask, what happened today that made you happy? Or, what were the best moments in your day? You should answer the questions as well. Children and teens may not have that chance to reflect on what's good and abundant in their lives throughout the day. Grateful thoughts are a central contributor to happiness and well-being. Proactively remind. Remind in a gentle, non-public way. Remember what we are going to say when we keep playing worries over and again in our mind? What is it? Here is a tip. Remember how you typically feel at the end of a long day, before bedtime, when you've been really stressed out about something. You may be internally beating yourself up for your own words and actions. Consider that your child or teen might do the same. End the day with love. Although they need to hear it every day, the need to hear that you love them, no matter what, on those days in particular. You can rest assured that making a point of it will add to their resilience and strength. Step 4. Support your child or teen's development and success. At this point, you've taught your child or teen some new strategies for managing stress so that they understand how to take action. You've practiced together. Now you can offer support when it's needed by reteaching, monitoring, and coaching. Parents naturally offer support as they see their child or teen fumble with a situation in which they need help. This is no different. Actions. Ask key questions to support their skills. For example, you have your speech at the middle school today. Do you remember what you can do to help yourself if you feel nervous? Learn about development. Each new age will present different challenges. Being informed about what developmental milestones your child or teen is working toward will offer you empathy and patience. Reflect on outcomes. Seems like you couldn't get to sleep last night because you had so much on your mind. What can we do tonight to change that? Stay engaged. Working together on ideas for trying out new and different coping strategies can offer additional support and motivation for your child or teen when tough issues arise. Step 5. 
recognize effort and quality to foster motivation. No matter how old your child is, your praise and encouragement are their sweetest reward. If your child or teen is working to grow their skills, even in small ways, it will be worth your while to recognize it. Your recognition can go a long way to promoting positive behaviors and helping your child or teen manage their feelings. Your recognition also promotes safe, secure, and nurturing relationships, a foundation for strong communication and a healthy relationship with you as they grow. You can recognize your child or teen's efforts with praise, high fives, and hugs. Praise is most effective when you name the specific behavior of which you want to see more. For example, you shared how you were feeling stress and then found a solution to try. Love seeing that. Avoid bribes. A bribe is a promise for a behavior, while praise is special attention after the behavior. Praise grows lasting motivation for good behavior and effort. For example, instead of saying if you include your sister in the game, I will let you choose the game we play after dinner, which is a bribe. Try recognizing the behavior after. If you include your sister in the game, I will let you choose the game we play after, which is a bribe. Try recognizing the behavior after. You worked hard to include your sister. Love seeing that. Actions. Recognize and call out when it's going well. It may seem obvious, but it's easy not to notice when all is moving along smoothly. Notice. When your child or teen is using the self-management tools you've taught them, a short specific call-out is all that's needed. I noticed when you got frustrated with your homework, you moved away and took some deep breaths. Yes, excellent. Recognize small steps along the way. Don't wait for the big accomplishments in order to recognize. Remember that your recognition can work as a tool to promote more positive behaviors. Find small ways your child or teen is making an effort and let them know you see them. Build celebrations into your routine. For example, I know that homework today is frustrating for you. How about as soon as you are done, let's take a walk outside together. Include high fives, fist bumps, and hugs as ways to appreciate one another. In closing, engaging in these five steps is an investment that builds your skills as an effective parent to use on many other issues and builds important skills that will last a lifetime for your child or teen. Throughout this tool, there are opportunities for children or teens to become more self-aware, to deepen their social awareness, to exercise their self-management skills, to work on their relationship skills, and to demonstrate and practice responsible decision-making. Additional resources for sustained family crisis or adverse traumatic child experiences. If there are high emotions in your household most days, most of the time, then it may be time to consider outside intervention. Physical patterns like depression can set in that require the help of a trained professional. Seeking psychological help is the same as going to your doctor for a physical ailment. It is very wise to seek outside help. The following are some resources to check out. American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, AACAP, has definitions, answers to frequently asked questions, resources, expert videos, and an online search tool to find a local psychiatrist, www.aacap.org. American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, Healthy Children, provides information for parents about emotional wellness, including helping children handle stress, psychiatric medications, grief, and more, www.healthychildren.org. American Psychological Association, APA offers information on managing stress, communicating with kids, making stepfamilies work, controlling anger, finding a psychologist, and more. www.apa.org. Association for Behavioral and Cognitive Therapies, ABCT, provides free online information so that children and adolescents benefit from the most up-to-date information about mental health treatment and can learn about important differences in mental health supports. Parents can search online for local psychologists and psychiatrists for free. www.abct.org. This is brought to you by the Offices of Child Care, SAMHSA, and Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services.